I was tested through trust. And because I passed the test, I was shown what trust gets to look like and feel like it was me stepping up and being able to receive it. That's the biggest lesson in this. Are you willing to walk through times of turbulence where this is disrupted? Are you willing to keep your heart open during times like this? And I did. And because I did, I received something that I had never received before because I got out of the way. This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to episode 119 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Advocare, a wellness company on a mission to support you and your health needs with high vibe resources, supplements, and products. And guess what? We have a code. Use YesAnd15. That's YesAnd15 every time you shop to get discounts and support this podcast when you do. Okay, so I got to... I got a question for you. <clears throat> Ready? What would you do if you lost your entire social media following, your Instagram following overnight? Well, just about a month ago, that happened to our guest today, who had quite an impressive following, by the way, of tens of thousands of people. And within minutes, it was gone, gone. And there was not a damn thing she could do about it. So today on the pod, you're going to hear the story of how it happened. You're going to hear about what you can do to avoid it from happening. And most importantly, most importantly, you're going to learn about the and moment, the and moment in this, right? You're going to learn how to rise up and become iconic. And what you're going to learn today will not only surprise you, but it will empower you beyond words. Listen, there are not a lot of people who blow me away with their words. And Jen Spiegel, our guest today, <laughs> she is one of those women. She is a part of the Soulfire Productions podcast family. This is the company that produces this show for you. Shout out to Soulfire Productions. Link in the show notes, baby. Um, but she hosts her own podcast called Becoming Iconic, the masterclass here on our network. And I highly recommend, by the way, you adding Jen's podcast to your regularly scheduled podcast programming. Say that three times fast. Um, I'll link up to to Jen and her show in the show notes. Um, but I, I didn't know Jen, uh, you know, really well. I, I knew that she was a rising star in our, our podcast community, that she is a star in her own right. She lives out in Toronto and she's got this big old badass seven figure business. And she is just a rock star, right? Um, working with women all over the world to strengthen their leadership skills and really live into what it means to be a true CEO. Oh, so Jen loses her entire Instagram following overnight and leaders in our podcast community start sharing her and sharing her and telling the story. And, oh my God, can you believe this? And you got to, so of course Jen gets on and records a podcast episode about what happened. I listen, I, I so slowly start going down the rabbit hole. Like, oh my God, what, what she lost? How did she lose all of her followers? What the fuck is going on? So she does a podcast on it, of course. And I immediately want to listen to it. I knew I was scheduled to be on her show, by the way, we had connected and I had started learning a little bit about Jen because I was going to be on her pod, which you can listen to, um, becoming iconic. So I'd known her a little bit, but I, I did not know she lost her freaking following. So I, you know, I'm making dinner. 
Um, and I put my, my, my AirPods in my ears and I decide, okay, I'm going to listen to this episode. I got a night alone at home. I'm making dinner. I got a little glass of wine and let's hear what the story is here. And like, let's figure this shit out. Like what happened to her? And I started listening to this podcast episode, which you have to listen to. So I almost would say to you, well, she'll cliff note she'll cliff note her story. So you can so pa- pause this and go listen to Jen's podcast episode about her losing her Instagram and come back to this. And then it'll add a little extra punch to this episode. But still, um, you can listen to this episode and then go listen to John Jen's podcast episode because I feel like it is such a powerful listen. I was listening to this episode and I was fucking hell yeah-ing and literally slamming my hand on my kitchen island and getting goosebumps at every corner, at every turn. I felt so inspired and empowered and ready and frankly, kind of even more grossed out at the machine that is meta, which seems to be controlling our world, i.e. the worlds of Instagram and Facebook. So I was losing my mind. And the main reason I was losing my mind and screaming hell yeah and sharing that podcast episode she did on losing her social media following with the world because I knew what she was doing. She was yes anding it, yes anding it, yes anding it at every fucking turn. And this is why she remains successful. This is why she's a phoenix. This is why she lives that abundant life because she has the mindset of what's possible. She has the mindset of try me, not why me. She has the mindset of what if this becomes the best fucking thing that ever happened to me. Let me tell you something. This woman is serving up lessons that I don't I didn't even know I needed and I didn't even know that I was ready for. So I could not get her on this show fast enough to share her with you and to share the story of the lessons she learned through losing her entire social media following that will help you not only re reset your relationship with Instagram and social media and your business, but most importantly, yourself. So Jen, Jen lives in Toronto. She's a mom of four. She um, is married. She's a serial entrepreneur. In 2003, she left her corporate marketing career. So her background is in marketing. Like she is a master marketer to be 2003. She leaves it to be a stay at home mom. And while she loved being home with her kids, she had this sort of like burning desire to set goals and, ooh, and I love that word, and create the life of her dreams. She said that this like voice in her head just became too loud to ignore. I wonder if that is also you. Hmm. So she decided to jump into entrepreneurship and has created a multiple seven-figure brand, memories made all over the world, and a radical responsibility for how she spends her days. So today she's a certified health coach, a certified life coach, a business coach, and she's on a mission to help you rise in business and in life. Buckle up, babe. Here is my incredibly soulful conversation with Jen Spiegel about losing it all and actually finding even more. 
Okay, so y'all, you know this is going to be juicy when I had to pour myself a little afternoon half-calf uh, to get myself fired up for this interview. And um, just, you know, uh, let me just tell you, you better get ready because we are going to talk about some things with you today that I think will forever change the way you look at yourself your business, how much energy and effort you give to meta and social and how we can rebuild and rise up um, when things don't go our way. And that truly is is what we're doing here in the house of and and Jen, you are I'm looking at her face, y'all, she's about to come on and drop some knowledge. And we're gonna have a great conversation. And you are a living example of the yes and mindset, we're going to click into that. But I'd love to know it from you. Um, who is, who is Jen Spiegel? Yeah. And I am going through this like massive initiation right now. So this is such a cool question to even Mm. consider because what we're going to talk about with the whole social media thing was like an initiation into something very different. And I feel like for all of us, we share this purpose of really coming home to ourselves. It's not finding ourselves because there's nothing lost, but this like coming home to and really understanding who we are at the core, the essence of who we are. And this has really been my life journey. It has definitely not been an easy life per se. And it's not to compare you know, stories. It's just, it is felt full of obstacles. It is felt full of hurdles and that used to feel even as, as close as five years ago, it used to feel like life was happening to me a lot. Like I was like, Oh God, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm ready for easy street for a little while here, but I've realized it's to chisel me and it was to hone me into who I am becoming, hence becoming iconic. But this is such an evolution and I'm constantly in that and I am so committed to that. So who I was even yesterday sometimes feels distant in certain ways because I'm so committed to my growth. But right now there's big things happening, big shifts in my life big shifts in my business. I can't articulate all of it just yet, but what I can tell you is Jen has signed up for a life that I live audaciously and a life where I am challenged and a life where I welcome the yes and, and want to be a really great example of that. If I may not always the perfect example, but a great example of letting these things that come down our path be a a part of the bigger picture, that, that cliche saying of the silver linings or things like that. Mm. And we hear those things and they sound so good But when you're in the mess and when you're in the muck, you're like, it's almost agitating silver lining. What are you talking about? Silver lining, but there always is. There always is. So I feel like I'm a collector of lessons. (laughs) That's what I feel like I am. Oh my God. That is like so beautiful and so perfect. And I, I've never, I've never had that answer before. Like I'm a collector of lessons and I think we all need to be. Don't you feel like that should be our most important job? You know, maybe I would then say I'm I'm a collector of play, right? Because I feel Mm -hmm. like all of the things that have made my life and my business, I don't know about for you, um, all the stuff that makes your business so fruitful and your life so rewarding and you're, you're a mom to four kids mm-hmm. and, you know, being a mom and a wife and all these things, I feel like all the things that make all of that so magical and re- rewarding is all the stuff on the outside that we bring into it. If yeah. I wouldn't have walked into that fucking improv classroom decade ago, over a decade ago, the, a hobby 
a moment of learning, a moment of trying something new really opened the door pun intended, to everything that's happening for me today. So I love that. You know, I'm a, I'm a, say how you said that again. What did you say? I'm I am a collector of lessons. Collector of lessons. Damn. Yeah, but here's the thing is like, when you said I'm a collector of play, that like invokes something in me because that's one of those pieces in my life that I, I know I could go deeper with is like this idea of mm. playfulness and not taking everything so seriously. So this is a, a really fun conversation already because you're seeing two different approaches where I'm like, okay, give me the lessons. Let me apply them. Give me the lessons. Let me apply them. And that can sometimes look very serious. So I look at you and think, oh, a collector of play. I want to lean into that a little bit more. So it's always this ebb and flow of life, isn't, isn't it? it? Isn't it? It's so good. And, you know, listen, I, I said this at the top of the show when I was setting setting up this interview. I and I needed to tell it to you. Um, I was listening to your podcast episode, um, the one that brought us into each other's worlds, because I knew mm-hmm. of you because you had joined our podcast network. Um, and I knew we were lined up to do an interview on your show. Um, but but I didn't know much more outside of researching for that show and sort of, you know, learning who you were. And I um, had heard because everybody in the network started sharing what had happened to you. You lost all these followers overnight. We're going to click into it. I'll have you mm-hmm. show the cliff notes. Um, and certainly we'll dig into the lessons and the transformations. But I everybody started sharing it. All the, these women in our, our network, like, oh my God, can you believe? And we've got to all rally this rally cry, just sort of mm-hmm. like, can you believe, right? And so I click into the podcast episode you recorded about losing your entire following and what you learned. And I was cooking dinner. I was here alone at my house and I had in my ear pods and I was making the pad thai. I was making this like Asian noodley dinner and just listening to you. And Jen, I was screaming like, hell yes, you go, go, yo, I had full body chills. I'm pacing my, like around my island here in my house. Like I had never felt more proud of someone I don't know, more inspired by something that hasn't even happened yet and more, more energized than I had ever felt about what life could look like without the fence that we are tethered to that is technology. Mm -hmm. And so you blew my mind, your perspective of possibility and you admitting that there was a rock bottom and of course the tears and the YBs, but also how quickly you got out of it and spun it on its head into a, a, a different place. Have you always been like this. I mean, you're a very successful bad bitch. You're a mama of four. You've got, you've scaled a multi seven figure brand girl. Have you always had this mindset of possibility or is it something you work on? That's a, a, a a two-sided equation for me because I do feel like I was gifted with tenacity. One of my favorite characteristics Mm. of like going at it and, and working at it and continuing at something, seeing something through that just feels like a part of who I am. So giving up is definitely not a part of my DNA. 
However, there's been moments where I have felt a victim to my circumstances and lingered in that for a little bit too long. And those were actually, those lingering moments were my biggest lessons because of how turned off I was, if I can just be so honest, of how I was behaving. Like there came a point where I'm like, oh my goodness, what even is this? And this has turned into something that I am in my own self-loathing. I don't like the way this feels or looks like. Let's get out Mm. of this. So it, it hasn't always been as quick, but there is something really deep in my like DNA and my bones that wants to be liberated. I do not want to be a victim of my circumstances because it, if we do decide to be a victim of our circumstances, it is a long, treacherous haul. And like I told you at the beginning, I haven't had a life full of fairy tale stories. It has felt like a life of a lot of finding the purpose in the the story, in the situation. And I guess that's what I, I really yeah. do feel proud about. But a liberated yeah. woman, and I think that's what you felt. It's it's so empowering. Oh, big time. That, love right? that. We word. just love that. Yeah. Yeah, you are that. I mean, you liberate me. I'm so glad you came into my stratosphere because every episode I I listen to uh, of your show as I I slowly start to binge the Becoming Iconic Masterclass content, right? I do. I I leave feeling very liberated. And that's a word I don't use enough um, and what a powerful word it is. So um, let's talk about, I'd love to share with the audience uh, what happened to you in a nutshell? Let's just tell the, the story um, be, because social media is something we're all really obsessed with and we're all obsessed with the followers and we're all obsessed with the, the little blue check and we're all obsessed with the gram, right? And I remember like it was yesterday where I was when I hit 10,000 followers. I was in the, a restroom of a Cracker Barrel. I was driving <laughs> to Indianapolis. I am not kidding. I was going number one. I was in an Indianapolis <laughs> Cracker Barrel and I was going to pee and what do we do? We play with our phones. It's so gross, mm-hmm. but you know, you do it. Don't you we touch do me. It. Uh, we do it. Right, listener, don't you do it. Uh, so anyway, I'm in this Cracker Barrel taking a number one and I am scrolling and I'm like, oh, I hit 10K and I call my team and we're all like, oh my God, and all these things. And then Jen, like from there, it has been nothing but an obsession to the number. Like I almost want to co- go back to like 5,000 Judy Holler, 9,000 Judy Holler. Um, Because I feel like for a minute there, everything that got me to 10 became something I was so focused on monetizing and scaling and growing and algorithming. And it became a machine Mm -hmm. instead of a movement. Mm -hmm. And when I heard your story of how it can really at any time all go away, overnight. You know, this is life is improv. None of us have a script. Tell us what happened to you and how overnight you lost tens of thousands of followers and had to begin again. Yeah. So first of all, I just want to say, I I completely understand and resonate with how you have felt. And at the same time, I feel like I got really comfortable in the followers, if that makes any sense, where it was almost like a beautiful reminder. Yeah, I agree. Like the ego shows up in different ways with Mm -hmm. this. First of all, the term followers has never 
ever hit home for me. I don't believe anybody is a follower. I believe people made a conscientious choice to hit follow because there's something in me or what I'm sharing that inspires them. They want to join and be a part of. I wish we could change that name. And Meta, if you're listening, let's have a good chat. But I don't necessarily love that. Let's click into that though, because uh, I was going to ask you about that. You said this on uh, your latest podcast episode, uh, the social media paradigm shift, that you call them heartbeats. And I, I love that, Jen. It I is do. so true. I do. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful shift. And I think you create differently when you're creating for a heartbeat as opposed to mm-hmm. a follower. No, you're here to participate. You have said, yes, I want to participate in what you have to say. And I want you to participate. It's a social media for a reason, right? So yes. yeah, that's a, I love that you brought that up because I was going to ask you about it. Yeah, I I really do feel that way. And I approach things that way. Like this is a heartbeat. This is a person who is choosing to be here. And the act of celebration was starting to dissipate with tens of thousands of followers. It does become this bit of a game of like, ooh, let's go to 20. And then all of a sudden, 20,000 is not enough. And let's go to 30. It's like, when is it ever going to be enough? And I don't know about you, but as a mentor and a high performance coach, I don't have the capacity in my private coaching to coach 20,000 people. I mean, if I were doing a group coaching, perhaps, but I don't even know if I'd want something that big and and where I couldn't be with everybody in that room. So that's a different subject, but it's like, so it's such an interesting thing to think about is like, when is it ever enough? And when do people stop becoming heartbeats and start becoming numbers that is a fixated like ego thing where, oh, it like makes me feel good because there's followers versus, oh, what a privilege and honor that this person came here and decided to hang out for a little while for as ever long as that is. So going to the story, I received an email and I was, it was a really busy day and the email came in, you have been, um, like you've done something against the community guidelines, click this link. You have 28 days to click this link to appeal. And I sent it even to my team. I'm like, do you think this is legit? There was something in my tummy that didn't feel right, but we had just put up something for the podcast actually. And and one of my team members said, well, have you checked with like that, that the actual music they're using is like they have permission to use because we just put up that that like little clip, the reel, and maybe the music isn't right. And so that dropped in this piece of doubt of myself and my team, which led me to click this link. Now, I still to this day don't know if that link was the hacker or if the hacker had got in and this was a legitimate link from Facebook. I don't know if I'll ever know that. But when I went into Facebook, it took me right to my Facebook. There was this picture with the play button, like the gray play little triangle. I was like, that's weird. What's that? And I couldn't press play on it. And as soon as I touched like to press play up came this thing, you've gone against community guidelines. And it just ended up becoming this game of cat and mouse where I was changing my password, trying to get into Facebook. And then I just went down this slippery slope of frantic energy where I was, I was giving these hackers everything. I mean, my phone number, my email, the, the, you know, two code (laughs) identification numbers. I'm I just got so in my way. And there's such a big lesson in this because the day before I said to my team, I want to go all in. And they're like, all in, Jen, you're all in. What is that? Like, what is all in? And I said, I don't know. There's something in me that's asking for more. My word for 2022 is more. I want to give more of me, Mm. more content, go deeper into things. I just want to do more. And they were a little, I could tell, caught off guard because we really do play all in. And one of them said to me, it was such a smart catch. They said, you know, 
if I can give some feedback, I said, I welcome feedback. When you're speaking, sometimes it's as though you have a little bit of a wall. There's something there. I can't describe it to you, Jen, but it feels like it's 95% of you. There's this little piece that you're holding back. What could that be? And it gives me chills. Oh my gosh. I remember this story. Oh, right. And I was like, I know exactly what it is. And she's like, really? And I said, you saying that to me, it was like a pin drop moment in the map where I was like, I don't trust my sisters. I feel like if I, oh, it makes me get emotional. I feel if I give my all and all of me, it's so vulnerable and it's so scary to me because I, in my past, I'd had women, sisters who were triggered and, and whatever their story is of, of that in the relationship, but wanted to hurt me, to bring me down. And it was a very hard time in my life. So that left a scar and that scar remained and I hadn't totally healed it. I'd done a lot of work, but I could tell when she said that there's still the dust in the room. And so I said to her, I know exactly what it is. And I want to lean into trust. What would it be like to be totally in trust? And maybe that is the all in. And the very next day this happened. So what do you think pops up? I can't trust anybody. You can't trust people in this world. I told you. you. See, I told you. Yeah. I even had narratives like some of my peers, they probably are trying to get me and they thought I copied something of theirs. And I mean, I had all these stories. It was just fire. Oh my God. Trying to take me down. They're trying Mm -hmm. to take me down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Almost validating this deep rooted feeling of like, you know, it's, there's this mantra I've been playing around with uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, certainly through the pandemic when everything really got very disrupted on so many levels. Uh, I am safe to be seen. I am safe to be seen. I am safe to be seen because I, when you, when you said that on the episode, I resonated with that on a visceral level, that, that fear of, you know, cause I, in full transparency, you know, I've had members of my team say something similar to me, you know, it seems like you've got this, you know, this little bit of a, a wall up, right? And so like, how do we break, you know, and we do that because we're afraid or we feel we can't trust someone or like someone's gonna hurt us or someone's gonna like air quotes, cancel us or oh my God, what if I, all these things that go through us. So it keeps us playing safe. So how unbelievable that just the day before you lose tens of thousands of followers, you said, well, I'm going to go all in on this. I'm going to go all in on this. And so you probably had a rock bottom. Did you panic? Did you cry? Did you like, oh. <laughs> did you throw a fit? I mean, obviously disclaimer, I hear Facebook is no help. I.e. meta. It, like if you, this happens to you, ladies and gentlemen, there is no customer service. There's no, there's no such thing. They don't even have a department internally for people internally for their, no. So it still makes me want to like be sick in my mouth. Like it was the worst feeling. And I do need to give a little bit of the backstory. So I am the income earner for four kids, my husband, my home, my daughters Mm. ride horses, my sons play competitive hockey. There's a lot of responsibility that I hold. And so that was the very first thing, like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to my family? Because I, I... fuck yeah what's gonna happen and what will they lose like that was where I was going what will they lose as a response to this and then it was anger like how could somebody do this to me that's 16 years of my life like pictures and memories and wisdom and so it was like just a, a ball of emotion I cried I was angry 
devastated and and I could feel that trigger of I can't trust just going deeper and deeper, deeper. and that wall coming mm. up and up and up. And then to be honest with you, Judy, I don't know if it was a moment, but I woke up one day and I thought, oh, I thought, what if this is the story of becoming iconic? What if this story gets to show an example of leadership, an example of being a liberated woman, an example of being in the imperfections, an example of the progression of life, an example of what gets to happen when something bad happens? What if this is exactly the storyline of becoming iconic? And that was the breath that went back into my lungs. Oh my God. Like I have goosebumps even as you say it now, when you said that on the podcast, like I had to sit down, I sat down at my kitchen Island and I just took that in because moments before you shared that, you had shared the story of how even selecting the title becoming iconic felt so like, who am I? Like who, and I think there's so many women listening right now that are afraid to liberate themselves, right? And to step into what it is that they really want and who it is that they really want to be. And here you are, instead of sitting in the deep sea of disappointment, (laughs) you felt it, but you weren't it. And there's a difference. Mm -hmm. Okay, so speaking of social media, it is easy to wake up feeling like a dime and then you open up your Instagram and immediately feel like a troll that lives under a bridge. (laughs) Okay, I'm being super dramatic here, but you know how it goes? Like you open up your phone and feel really good about yourself and then all of a sudden you see a photo of someone on social media looking so super fly and effortlessly fit and gorgeous and you think, ugh. I wish I could. I could never. That's for other people. And you and I both know that right there, that is victim talk, victim speak. Um, And we also know that you, my dear, are not a troll living under a bridge. So what are you going to do about it? Uh, Let me tell you what I'm doing about it. One of the things that is helping me build confidence and take some action uh, with my confidence is I've started picking up weights. I started lifting weights. It's this new hobby I've sort of picked up and I've started working with the trainer and it's opened up so many doors for me personally, physically, and professionally. It's reminding me that I can get strong, that I am capable of getting strong, that I'm worthy of getting strong, and that at 45, I can freaking change my body, which is equally changing my mind. I'm also learning that you need some help along the way in business and in life. And one of the tools in my fitness toolbox is, of course, my friends at Advocare, baby. They have a line of kick-ass supplements, specifically their Rehydrate, which has become my post-workout obsession. Advocare's Rehydrate helps me maintain my metabolism, delay the onset of fatigue, and when you're lifting heavy, you're going to feel it, baby. But most importantly, rehydrate my body by reestablishing electrolyte balance. And plus, it just tastes so damn good. So check it out. You're going to probably love it as much as I do, especially if you are lifting heavy. Link in the show notes to learn more and make sure you use Yes And 1-5. That's Yes And 15 every time you shop to get discounts and support this podcast when you do. Okay, back to the show. You're you're a phoenix, babe. You you said yes, this is a thing and 
what if, what if? What and if? look at what's happened to your world. I mean, so tell me, there's so many things. So don't, beware of links. Don't there's click no the customer links. service. No you know, customer there's, service. <laughs> there's lessons here. You know, make sure your business is diversified. Make sure you mm -hmm. don't have, which thank God, you do, you have a list, you have programs, you're a coach, you have a website, you have a podcast. Like diversify your business, babe. Like make sure that you, you don't have all your eggs in one ba basket. And I think the final thing in uh, here is because I want to go into the things we, you know, the, the forward momentum, right? How are we different because of this? Because there's so many great things you just shared on your podcast. I think we have to uh, be very mindful that you you don't own any of it. it. It actually, to be frank, owns us. And so when you think of it that way, I mean, your experience has forever changed how much time I'm investing into it and how much energy I'm putting into it. And frankly, I am working so hard every day. I don't know about you to figure out what my exit strategy is going to look like. So you said something on your latest podcast episode about you feel that there's going to be this trend. So let's talk about the positives, the things that you that have made you different on the other side of this. You said that you think that there's going to be this interesting shift in influencers, air quotes, women with a following, men with a following, whatever, um, leaving and starting over. And you know someone who did. So yeah. tell me a little bit more about why you feel that way and help our, our listener understand that. Because I, I thought that was dope as fuck. Yeah. And, and it's going to happen. So here's the thing. It's either you're going to get on this trend or you'll be one of those ones that are like, ooh, and scurrying at the end of the trend. I absolutely believe this to my core that there's a shift in the social media paradigm. So I have to say also, I'm a massive fan of social media because I believe building a business is a form of art yes, and there's yes. something very artistic. If you go to my social media, you'll see like, I just, I love everything about it. It's who we are when we're on social media that can hold us back. So I do mm. want to differentiate those two things, but there is a shift. And what we have done is we have become followers We've mm. lost our own personal heartbeat and been swooned into someone's influence based on the amount of followers. And I, this is not a truth that people like me telling, but it is a truth that I can tell because I participated and it, 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 it is just the raw, honest thing. 2018, 2019, most people, not all, but majority of people bought followers. It was mm. the Instagram growth tactic. And we don't like to even admit that. We don't want to admit we did that because now we know on the other side that wasn't necessarily integral. But the chase right. to that 10,000 was so real that we were going to like die on the treadmill to get there. And you told that story, right? Like you're going potty and you're celebrating because yeah. like that's how committed we were like to we the following. We made it because we got, and they, and the crazy thing is they did it to us. They, they, oh, they gave you, like they kept things from us <laughs> no. that if you, and it's like, you almost felt like it's like status class. You felt like, oh my God, I'm a piece of trash. I'm a troll under the bridge because I have 9,555 followers and I can't swipe up. You know what I mean? So, okay. Yes. I totally but, know what you point. mean. Great. And, and like, what, here's what we did is we participated on both sides. Like we also, as the consumer, the heartbeat, well, without the heartbeat, we were looking at people and just giving them our attention, throwing yeah. our money at coaches just because yeah. they seem to be of influence. We were buying into everything they said without discernment because we all fell in love with the art or the form of social media influence. 
nothing wrong with it. So I'm not here to like judge it or because I participated fully. What I've realized though, is we've become smarter and we've become smarter with the art of discernment where we look at someone now and say, are her characteristics, are her values aligned with my own? Does I, do I feel good when she posts? Does like her posts shake me and stir something in me and provoke me to be better? Or do I go to her and I feel like there's this edge of, I don't know, pedestal behavior, ego, um, laziness, deterioration of the whole message. And we're stopping to look at the number and going, I don't know if the number matters as much anymore in terms of how I'm feeling when I'm over here. And we start to look at people who have 300 followers who are pouring themselves into their message. And we are so much more, right? And we're changed and we feel a part of something. I don't don't always feel a part of something when somebody has a million followers, but I feel a part of something when somebody has like 2000 followers and I see them honing their craft. So there's a shift happening. And yeah, I've been many people, I even have clients now who are going and starting all over again, who are closing down this very non-vibrant, not a lot of life Instagram account. Sure, they have thousands and thousands and thousands of followers, but they're getting five likes, two comments. The algorithm's working against them. (laughs) Because they got all funny. the bots and the, yeah, the bots mm-hmm. and the fake followers from 2018 when that yep. was the trend, right? And yeah. And it's like, now you're, yeah, now you're behind. Yeah. 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 And it's like a bit of a game from Meta. Like, we want you to do all this. And now that you've done all this, we're going to like kind of hold it uh, above you. And oh, it's, a, it's a strange game, but we, we can choose to play it or we can choose not to. And I'm yeah. choosing not to participate in the way social media has been. And I want to be a part of changing the way social media gets to be for the future. And so for mm-hmm. me now, yeah, I have even less than a thousand followers, but I have never had so many people want to work with me or learn from me. The engagement is ridiculous. The algorithm's working for me. Even when I have a few hundred views of a reel, I'm so detached from that. I'm like, wow, a few hundred people saw that. Amazing. Whereas before it'd be like, I didn't get thousands of views on my reel. This sucks. Like it's not working. Um, trash. Right. Exactly. You said this, you said something I loved. You go, um, when did 275 people not become enough. You go, if I were to have 275 people come to my house right now, that is a lot of people. That is a lot of lives change. And I literally was like full body fuck yes to that because it is so true. When did it not? And to your beautiful point about success and numbers, there are a lot, there are a lot of people, and I'm going to say this with grace and love. I'm going to say it two ways. Number one, there are most certainly, and I'm learning this, and you're another shining example of this. There are so many people out there that are earning millions and millions and millions of dollars that are some of the best in the business, and you don't even know about them. They maybe have a thousand Instagram followers. You know what they're doing? They're working. They're serving people. They're creating content. They're on their podcasts. They're writing shows. They're doing press. They're making moves. They're speaking on stages, right? They're, they're, they're creating, right? And sure, they've got some social media and I'm like you, I do love it. And I do love the art form of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, you know, there has to be boundaries, but then there's this flip side, right? Where there are so many people 
that I wonder if the followers went away, would any value be had? Like, would there be any substance on the other side of your 500,000? And if that went away, what would there be? Right. Because everything is wrapped up in Instagram. And so it, it, it is something to be very mindful of. And I'm empowered by it. I'm liberated mm-hmm. by the fact that I can break the chains and still create the empire I want to create um, and play in a lot of places. Right. Yeah. And and yeah. that feels better than feeling like, oh, my God, I have to show up and do this because if I don't, no one will take me seriously. And you're you're a beautiful example of it. You're you're successful. You said that you're you're more successful. You're you're killing it. I mean, you lost your entire following and you're booking more clients than <laughs> you have. Like that is fucking mm-hmm. insane. And it makes mm-hmm. me so happy for you. I can't even tell Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, and I, I feel you because it's such an illusion. So much of what marketing is, you know, that attraction marketing. And I love it. I've been doing marketing since I feel like I came out of the womb. But there also is this level of illusion. And people can really play up a persona and a performative persona on social media where they pretend things are a lot better than they are. And I don't look at that with any judgment. I actually look at that with so much compassion because I remember how that felt where I felt like I had to prove myself and my success instead of just being in myself and success. So my heart goes out to her because I just want to hug her and say, you are doing a great job and we are applauding you. We're cheering you on. Take a breath and know that you are enough without all the other things. And if you want a private jet ride and that is your thing, I will applaud you, cheer you on and be a big champion for you having that memory. But you don't need the private jet picture for me to see your value, your worth, your beautiful experience, your heart, your spirit. I don't need that in order to see you. And as women, we have felt like we need that in order to be seen. And it's an Mm. interesting shift of perspective. The other thing too, I think that's worth bringing up is I asked for trust and my trust went down the toilet, but here's the thing that happened. And you've mentioned this, the amount of sisterhood I received through this experience was one of the most healing events of my entire life. I mean, Judy, you are one of them. We were acquaintances. We knew each other over the internet, but you were on your stories advocating. You were sharing the podcast. There were other people who hardly knew me, but were so willing to support and be generous in that support. Not simply like picture of my profile and like, go follow becoming iconic. I mean, they shared their heart on their stories. It was the most healing thing. And I believe because I asked for trust I was tested through trust. And because I passed the test, I was shown what trust gets to look like and feel like. It was me stepping up and being able to receive it. That's the biggest lesson in this. Are you willing to walk through times of turbulence where this is disrupted? Are you willing to keep your heart open during times like this? And I did. And because I did, I received something that I had never received before because I got out of the way. Oh my God. Yes. So much. Yes. You say that trust is the new matrix. Mm. You said that, um, recently on your podcast. So 
beautiful segue. So many people know they need to build trust and they want to get out of the way um, and they want to trust more and uh, be and share more trustworthy type content or mm -hmm. stories. And so many people may feel lost there as someone who has walked into a new relationship with trust, as someone who has a beautiful set of experience with marketing, what would you say, um, you know, outside of being careful who you trust and, and what you allow into your feed, if you will, and into your real life, how can we build? What is like, how do we leave a legacy? Cause that's what we want to do. And how do we really build that trust online in a world that feels, um, like it's lost touch with that a little bit, any practical things you're playing with and doing right now that help you really, really build trust online as you rebuild. Mm -hmm. I have two answers if I may. The and they're, they're big Please. ones. So, you know, friends, if you're listening in this, these are, these are ones to take with you. We need to realize the truths of entrepreneurship. If we truly want to grow a business, a business that touches people's lives, touches people's homes, touches the globe, if that's what we're called to do and our spirit is saying, this is what we're meant to do, can we just be comfortable in the knowledge and knowing that there are going to be times where people don't agree with us? There are going to be internet trolls. There's going to be strained relationships. There's going to be times of conflict. There's going to be times where boundaries are crossed. And I feel like so often we're trying to dodge and avoid these circumstances. It's like, how do I dodge this? And I see it being taught a lot too, like just being your feminine yeah. and you know, it's not, no, it's, <laughs> this is going to happen. Yeah, this is yeah. a truth. You declared it. And with that declaration comes a journey and a path that you have asked to take. Now, the good news is daring to think about how do I want to behave and how do I want to walk through these things when they come? That's building trust because you trust yourself that when this happens, I have a plan. When there's an internet troll, and I have that first person who wants to attack me on a post or whatever it is, a reel. Mm. What do I want to do? How do I want to handle that situation? Who do I want to be? How do I want to walk through this? And when you have a plan and it happens, it doesn't take away the sting. It doesn't take away the experience, but who you are in that experience is drastically different. And that's what I love teaching entrepreneurship is such a blessing and such a privilege, but there is a high level of responsibility and is not about avoidance. My favorite mentor, Jim Rohn said, the same wind blows on us all. It is the set of the sail. Mm. I am not going to avoid trolls. You're not going to avoid trolls. It's a part of the internet world. What we can do yeah. is hold ourselves accountable to personal power and grace and Ooh. confidence and compassion as this happens to us. Not perfectly, but at least when it happens, we're like, ah, oh, here it is. I know what I want to do. That's the first answer mm -hmm. to build trust. The second piece is legacy. This is such a fun topic for me right now. And I'm so glad you brought up that word because I'm jamming on this yeah, these days. I loved it. I loved it. Right. And like legacy. So another mentor of mine, Robin Sharma, mm. he recently said something on Ed Milet's podcast about legacy. And he's like, I kind of over legacy. And I've been teaching this for years. I wrote books on building a legacy. He said, but when we pass, 
okay, sure, our children or the people we love get either money or we're leaving a legacy of how we made people feel. And, but we're not here to enjoy that. We're not here to enjoy our children using that, you know, treasure of, of wealth and doing things in their oh. life. We're not enjoying that with them because we are not here. Mm. So it really was like a big mirror moment for me. And he suggests that what if today is the legacy? Why are we trying so hard to build something for when we die to leave when we can't even enjoy it? Why can't we build that today and enjoy sharing wealth with people and going on a trip or making a beautiful dinner or supporting somebody in need or making somebody feel really special and seen and important when we're with them that they feel like, oh my gosh, the world stopped when I was in Jen's presence. That's legacy. And so it completely shifted my my perspective. And I think I even just did a podcast on legacy talking about it in futuristic way. But here's the, that constant evolution. I was like, gosh, he's got it. Who am I going to be today? And what legacy can I build today? What memory, thought, kindness, gesture, generosity can I leave today? Oh, we, my listeners are hopefully screaming hell yes from wherever they are because we are obsessed with eradicating the deadly fear disease of someday syndrome from the face of the planet. And someday syndrome is the antithesis of that, right? Because we think we have time. You know, I'll get to it someday. Someday when COVID's <laughs> over. Someday when I have time. Someday when the kids are grown. Someday when I retire. And then all of a sudden you wake up someday and you're like, oh, damn. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I have countless examples of how this can manifest and how we can waste what we have right now. So hearing you say, what if, and sharing that beautiful message. What was Jim Rohn was, was he on with Ed Milet or who was on with Ed Milet? Um, Robin Sharma. Was it? Robin Sharma was, I gotta go mm -hmm. listen to that. Okay. So yeah. what if today is our legacy? And what if today is the last post you'll ever make, right? What if this is the last podcast interview I ever, I ever do? What if Monday today, well, I'm doing a keynote on Monday, but what if Tonight, I had my last keynote I ever give. Would I be worried about, you know what I mean, how I look or would I be worried about how I served, right? And so, or would I be worried about getting the great photo of the standing ovation or would I be more called into the message and the moment and the gift and the gratitude for being able to do work I love so much? I mean, it really, that for me, I have never heard it that way before. And boy, that that's going to leave a mark um, because mm -hmm. it's so aligned to why yes. we lean into the transformative power of hands. So that's a really great segue. I want to ask you the question I ask everybody. Uh, but before I do that, um, I'm going to give you a cliff cliffhanger here, listener. You're going to have to wait to hear Jen's answer. Um, how do we work with you? How do we get our hands on you? What, how can we hire you? Um, uh, give us all the things. I know you have a program, uh, that a, a, a program for, for CEOs, like that is live right now that I don't know if it's live or registrations open right now. Tell us all the things so we can get more of you besides your beautiful podcast, which we've already shared with the audience. Becoming yeah, iconic, you. the masterclass. Thank you, Judy. Yeah. I, I have, this calling that's very different from a lot of mentorships out there 
I love to give generously. So if someone feels like they just like to come play, I have a free course they can take and it's, it's top shelf, but I love people to be able to access this without having to make big moves when they're not ready. Of course, I'm open to always having conversation and I am in my DMs all the time. So that is truly me when you're in there. I'm in there. I love conversation. (laughs) It's like my love language. So you can come hang out over at Becoming Iconic on Instagram. I'm, I'm there most of the time. You know, I love people just coming and playing and being in my world for a little bit to feel called into something. Because when I am with someone, it has to be high vibe, high energy and a very big yes for both of us. Because when we do it that way, it feels so good and big things happen. Um, But yeah, the podcast would be the best place. And of course, the course is free on my website, becomingiconic.co. And uh, anything else they want to do in terms of contact, conversation, I'm here for it. I really genuinely am. I love it so much. I love it. Um, You are the embodiment of what this podcast stands for. Yes, and is the name of the show. So when I offer up those two words to you, what, what comes up? What does it mean to you and for you? To tie it into our conversation, there's two things that come up, but I, I'm going to tie it back into the conversation. And I'm sure you've heard this before on the podcast, but I, I would hope it lands maybe a little differently today. Yes, this has happened. Yes, this doesn't feel good. Yes, I could lose my business. These stories can come up and, and fear and worry and scarcity But who are you going to be in that moment and how do you want to lead? The and is the most important part and you teach this so well, Judy, you really do. So it's not what happens to us. It is what we do through it and on the other side of that bridge. And it is always worth it if we could just breathe and sit in it and learn those lessons, collect them and allow them to land an action on them. So the yes and is... Again, not the experience, but who we are through that experience that matters so much because people are watching. I love that on so many levels. And I am so glad God made you. I'm so glad you were born. (laughs) Um, Because your experience in this world, your stories, your perspective, your triumphs, your trials, your tribulations have turned you into this right? And you, in my book, are iconic and you have forever changed the way I think about things. And you are um, such a delight and a joy and the real fucking deal. My Toronto sister from another mister. (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad you are um, here walking this earth because yeah, everything you just said is what you're doing. And it's why I I couldn't resist having you on this on the show. So thank you for being here. And everybody, my goodness, go get you some Jen in your life. Give <laughs> give her a follow. Let's rebuild with the right heartbeats. And uh, my goodness, uh, if you love this show, let me tell you, you're going to love her show. And uh, I don't know. I feel like this might, may not be Jen's last appearance on the yes and show i have a feeling you're gonna you're gonna hear more from the two of us so um jen you're a gift thank you so much thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart 
I mean, can you guys, can you even with that episode, can you even with her, oh my God, get your ass to the show notes and go give her some love. Go check out all the things. My goodness, go listen to her episode, her very vulnerable episode about losing it all. I would say my biggest takeaway, okay, I've got two. I'm going with two. You got to tell me yours on social media. My two big takeaways were heartbeats. Like you're not a follower, you're a heartbeat. I feel that way about you. You're you're not a podcast listener, you're a podcast heartbeat. And I'm so grateful for that. So thank you. I love you. And ooh, this is a big one. What if today? Fuck, I love this so much. What if today is your legacy? How would you lead differently? How would you live differently? What decisions would you make? You know, would you what would you say yes to? If today was your legacy, what would you say no to if today was your legacy? I think that is a very big, beautiful question we should all reckon with. So I'd love to know your biggest takeaway. Oh my God, DM me on the Instagram. Of course, send me an email. Hello at judyholler.com. I love hearing from you. And if you loved this episode or found any value, yo, would you review it on iTunes? Oh, they mean so much. And maybe you pass it on to a friend or share it with someone you love. I am obsessed with that happening. And every time it does, I get so much joy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your heartbeat, baby. And until we meet again next week, you better keep kicking open those doors. Let's go. Catch you next week.